Tune in to the Voice America Variety. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. We invite you to tune in live for the 2017 International You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. I hope your week is phenomenal. But if it's not, don't worry, because today we are talking about happiness. My guest today swears he made himself 80% happier. I know. It's like, how does he know it's 80%? He he then later, when I asked him that, said that... uh, it might even be more than 80%. So I'm going to jump in with him in a couple minutes. I'll tell you all about him. But first, I wanted to talk about happiness and me and you in general. Uh, have you ever been in that place where you get super overwhelmed and you're like, I'm never going to get anything done or never going to get everything done? And you're just like, you know, you feel like, okay, well, this next month or two is just going to be rough and I'm going to be unhappy or I'm going to be overwhelmed or whatever. And you kind of resolve that you have so much going on that that's just the case. Well, this week I did something super fun. I was in that place over the weekend and I'm like, oh my God, I just realized that I'm in a class all weekend next weekend and I have this deadline the week after and my employees are transitioning. A couple of my part-timers for the summer are transitioning back to school. I'm like, oh my God. And then I kind of channeled my I guess earlier years where I used to throw parties to accomplish things um, if I had some big thing to do. And I'm like, you know what? I have not done that in forever. And I realized it's all the messaging in my own head. Like, oh, my friends are so busy and oh, this and that. And the truth is like friends do get together and they go out for drinks. So they get together and do all these things that we do. But somehow, I don't know, I've stopped rallying people around projects. <coughs> and so if you have something to paint, like I- unhappy painting hour before and I've done all these things and so this week that's what I did I threw back-to-back happy hours I had one on Monday one on uh, one yesterday and I'm having one tonight and you would be surprised how many people came I had like six people on Monday night uh, seven people last night and it was funny how it it worked out that the first night was a lot of my girlfriends who kind of knew each other and then last night was all my beach tennis friends and tonight Night is sort of a more um, expert group of friends. So I'm just so happy because I'm getting my stuff done. I'm spending time with my friends. They feel like they're part of this big thing that I'm doing. And it's been amazing. So I encourage everybody to think like when you have something to do. I mean, obviously, nobody's like cleaning my house. But... But there were projects that I had to get done. So, and I'll tell you more about that at some point. And then the other thing is, uh, have you ever, you know, you want to start a business or you want to start an idea that you know could be so successful, but you need people to brainstorm? I literally used to do, quote, penne for your thoughts parties. Uh, And literally, I would have all my friends come over. I would serve penne and then, you know, some protein and salad too. But it was always just this funny little play on, this is how I'm going 
going to get you to participate in my life and give back. And again, like who doesn't love to go to a dinner party? And then you pick their brain for a little while and you have a lovely evening. So I'm sure you can see just thinking about that, how it would bring people so much closer and get you even more fired up about what you're doing in your life and really get you closer to your dreams. So for me, that's what happiness is. When I have friends, I have community, I have you know, things getting done. And now I feel like a completely different person. Uh, From here, I am going to jump into my guest because I do not want you to miss another minute with him. So basically, Patrick Combs is his name. If you haven't heard of him, you may have because he's been all over the place. But as the introduction to him, so last year I was at this camp for entrepreneurs. It was basically like picture people who could afford to, you know, stay at really nice resorts, but we all stayed in a camp, like a little kid camp and played camp games. And we weren't allowed to ask anybody what they did. And the idea was kind of, you know, another bonding thing, like just get to know someone on a human, be silly with them and maybe see what comes of it. So, and I mean, when I say camp, like I really mean camp, like I am pretty positive some kid peed in my bunk at some point. Um, It was kind of interesting and probably why I'm not returned (laughs) this year. No, I actually, I might've, but, but it wasn't exactly my idea of, I mean, it was amazing on so many levels, one of which was meeting Patrick. So I'm one of those people who has a lot going on. I'm a little ADD. And when I go into a speaker, I'm always like, oh, God, I hope this is worth it. Because, you know, it's it's like, I don't know, I want every minute to count. And I can just go into my own little, like, I have to do this, I have to do that, or whatever. I should be somewhere else. Well, this guest, the reason I'm having him here is because he was the opposite of that. So Patrick is a Hall of Fame inspirational speaker, a best-selling author, a highly acclaimed comedic entertainer. You may have seen him on a ton of shows. He's literally been invited to speak at more than 1,500 organizations and been the star comic entertainer on more than 400 stages around the world. He's a crazy great storyteller, a command performer. He's an extremely uplifting personality, which I'm sure you'll agree when you when you hear him in a couple minutes. But he's personally addressed and inspired more than a million people, me included, uh, and that's live. Speaking in every U.S. state and more than 10 countries, he has four books that have sold more than 150,000 copies. This is getting exhausting just reading his bio. (laughs) Um, And his posted stories and blogs have been read online by millions. He has a one-man comedic show that he directed and starred in called Man One Bank Zero, has wowed audiences and critics around the globe, and for that, he was named the funniest new performer in America. As I said, he's also been a ton on television, and lately he's been volunteering in a maximum security prison to help inmates prepare to give TEDx talks from the prison. So they're rewriting the stories of their lives. And so I was saying that when I met Patrick, I went to hear him speak when I heard he did TED Talks because I'm like, well, if he can help a prisoner do a TED Talk, he can certainly help me when people are telling me I should be doing a TED Talk. So I go in the room, I sit down, and I swear to you, within like one minute, I am like leaned forward, can't get enough, realize that although I've spoken all over the place, I've never had this like awesome structure that he has. So now I've had him helping me, and I'm just 
blown away. But more importantly, in the process of us coaching, he was telling me about his happiness ways. And I'm like, whoa, 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 people need to hear this. So Patrick, welcome to the show. Patrick, are you there? Hello. Oh my goodness. I do not know where Patrick has gone. Patrick? Patrick? Oh, uh, am I there yet? Now you're here. Oh I'm my gosh, sorry. That's, believe- that's called lousy button pressing on my new. <laughs> I'm like, is this one of his story? Like, is he setting this up to do one of his like major wow openings? <laughs> Yeah, so all the all that I I started off by saying that even listening to that bio is just exhausting. It was everything I could to not interrupt and say, please stop. <laughs> is that why you muted? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know, I do want to make a comment about that bio because to hear it that way it just sounds ridiculous. So for you listeners, I would just like to say twenty-five years. You know, and we all know, or or depending on what phase you're at in life. It just adds up. You do a little here, a little there, a little here, and you're consistent. And then 25 years later, a bio can say a lot. But good Lord, that's an unfair representation of me because it makes right, because a person the sound inhuman. Is, it makes a no, person we, sound inhuman, you know? I cut, no, I cut paragraphs out of this. I know, but it's really right. It's just time. It's just time plus a little action here and there, here and there. So. Yes, that people, you know, had to keep inviting you back over time and time again. So I, this is another thing about Patrick. He's incredibly humble. Well, I'm incredibly aware that everybody's just human. You know, I'm incredibly aware that I clean my cat litter box every day, too, and that doesn't make it into the bio, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I could put it in there if you like. And he cleans his own cat litter box. <laughs> and I also wanted to remark, Devin, that speech coaching you has been absolutely incredibly wonderful. And, you know, for, for people that follow Devin, you already know, but you are witty as heck even in the introduction I was la- I was sitting here laughing on mute your penne party I'm like oh my gosh that's such a tremendous idea I have to do one of those so <laughs> it's been amazing speech coaching you because you have the best stories in the world well, well thank you so yes well I just want to jump into it because I know we're going to have so much dialogue here but I want people to understand your method of becoming happier and how it came about I guess we should start with Yeah, I really appreciate getting to talk about this because for the things that I teach from the stage, this is not one of them. So, Devin, this is actually my first time to ever speak about this publicly. Really? Yeah, never. I haven't for this has been the revolution in my life for the last three years. And for those of you listening, I think context is really good. I'm 51 years old. And at 48 years old, I thought I was happy. I knew that I had some bumps, you know, like I knew I wasn't perfectly happy. Um, at 48, I knew I had some, uh, you know, I'd have really down days and I knew that sometimes I'd get really lonely, but for the very, very most part at 48, I thought I was one of the happiest people that I knew. And I am positively, I promise you 80% or more happier than, than I was at 48, but this is the first time to talk about it personally. And I wow. love talking about it. I just haven't done it from stage or in, on any podcast or anything yet. So thanks. Oh, wow, sure. Tell us, tell us. <laughs> okay, so, so um, 
Yes, the things you have to know about me is that I was very successful at 48 by the standards of, you know, I had a phenomenal speaking career and, a, you know, my books sell really well and I had a comedy show. I was touring around the planet and so really had had that stuff going on and money. And you have fun. a great family. Yeah, beautiful kids, beautiful wife. I've been married to 17 years, all this. But, but what I didn't know is that Wait, and, and, and it's really relevant that I would get lonely. It's really relevant that in the midst of that, like every 30 days, I'd get really lonely. And I knew it. And it wasn't a secret. It would just be like, to me, it was, it was this human existential angst. But that lonely feeling made me feel like, man, I just, you know, I just wish I could, it was really, I, I wish I could get more love sometimes. Like love is air and I don't get enough of it. So it's kind of yeah. that thing. So if you had asked me at 48 to be really honest with you and tell you what, you know, well, what, what, what makes you human? I'd be like, well, that makes me human. Mm. Well, well, that was the tip of the tip. That was just, that was just the tip of the iceberg for what I had discovered. Here's what happened. I, there was a book sitting on my shelf forever. Um, on, on a particularly down day, I picked it up finally and I read it. It was called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And the book revolutionized my life, but I'll see how much I can just tell my personal story, but I highly recommend the book. So the first thing that this author suggested is that, is that my thoughts were thinking me, that I wasn't thinking my thoughts, that the human condition was human beings lost in thought, and that these thoughts had a pretty devastating effect on life. And I was like, huh, okay. And I started looking at that, and it was really hard to notice. But one day I noticed, I caught it three years ago. I caught myself in my kitchen at my sink doing the dishes, but in my mind for at least 20 minutes, I was having an argument with my wife and I was winning. But she was nowhere, she was nowhere <laughs> to be found. Like, and that was the first real glimpse I got where I went, wait a minute, I do this a lot. A lot of the times I'm supposed, you know, I'm doing one thing, but my mind is completely somewhere else. My mind is playing out these fantasy scenarios, you know, where I'm winning arguments or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm plotting my next great standing ovation or I'm reap, just worry either thoughts of the past or thoughts of the future. And, and I remember that I was able to liken it to when you pass a person in the street, they, they look homeless, they imagine they are homeless. They're talking out loud to themselves as if they're arguing with someone who's not there. And we go, you're crazy. And we stare <laughs> around them. But in that moment, Devin, I, I realized like, that person's crazy and they talk out loud. I have a part <laughs> of me that's crazy that doesn't talk out loud and it's not dissimilar to everybody on planet Earth. So that, yeah. was, the, that was the beginning for me of a revolution because the first step it turns out in this, in this thing that made me happier without spending money or going to a seminar was that I had to be aware that upwards of 90 to 95% of my thinking was wasteful and out of my control. 
90 to 95% of it. Really? That much? Oh, absolutely guaranteed. Imagine that if a human being has 70,000 thoughts a day, how many of them would you estimate are intentional? So what the, it turns out what my mind was doing all day, all day long was just thinking itself, thinking, thinking, thinking. And, it, and if I was lucky, I could train myself to interrupt it, catch that it, catch that it was, that it had just run away, run away with my mind. And I could catch it and go, wait, wait a minute. Why are we thinking about that? All right. I'm, here's my most embarrassing moment. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is a good example. Now, what the, so then I started, this was labeled the ego to me. It's in a lot of spiritual traditions, your, your mind having a life of its own is, gets labeled the ego. So I started to, for the first time, want to know, okay, well, what's the ego and what's mine like? So I started to watch what it would do when it would think on its own and catch it. And I was stupefied. This is where I started to realize how unhappy I was without knowing it. The ego, my, what my, I'll just speak about me. What my mind would spend a lot of time doing is thinking about why I didn't get that last gig, how much I need to get the next gig, uh, arguing with my, winning arguments with my wife that weren't happening, you know, like oh, wow. petty, petty little battles all the time. Um, if I felt that she didn't do this, didn't say this right to me. or But on the surface, you know, on the surface, the relationship looked better. But my mind was constantly of constantly having these little battles and skirmishes. And then and then even I even began to notice and I, I began to call this that that I my mind loved to constantly be in a battle against what against everything and I never knew it imagine being a positive passionate purposeful successful human being you know which is how I felt I which was, is what you are uh, which is what I am but then one day noticing taking a look and going but there's another thing in me and it thinks automatically all freaking day long and it is the opposite of my of my chosen personality it's a little b-i-t-c-h constantly right down to that person shouldn't have cut me off in traffic this stoplight is taking so long um why why is the irs writing to me Uh, i wish the irs would die and go away all this stuff so i began to recognize that my quote ego had a constantly antagonistic relationship with almost everything that was always happening, but it wow. did it. It did it in the sub in the subfloor, you know, like underneath the floorboards. And yet, underneath the floorboards, if your mind—and I promise you, everybody on this phone call's mind is doing this—I need to interrupt you for a second. We need to take a commercial break. But I am so glad that we're ending here because I'm sure you can tell us exactly where you went and then how we can flip it when you come back so everyone can be much happier. Sounds fun. Stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. 
Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern. Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I am back with my guest, Patrick Combs, who is most known for his comedic abilities and for being a Hall of Fame inspirational speaker. But today, we are uh, getting him to admit his most embarrassing moments, for one, and then also telling us how he became 80% happier, even though he's the kind of person who you look at him and read his bio and even feel his energy, and you're like, that guy would have to be happy. But uh, he was about to share his most embarrassing moment uh, when I had to cut him off for the break. So I'm going to let him jump back into that because I'm dying to hear this. <laughs> so this was this was about two and a half years ago, and I was a half a year into figuring out this this crazy thought process that was happening under what, what we'll call underneath the floorboards. That was uh, that happens for everybody, quite frankly, but... Well, you know, and actually, we were talking about this on the break, but in my world, like, what happens for most of my clients are those thoughts all day long that you're like, I look fat, I look this, I need to stop eating this, tomorrow I'll do this. I mean, it's it's amazing. So we all know what you're talking about. I had one this morning that I noticed because I really notice them now because I've transformed about 90%, and that's why my, I'm so much happier but as I was driving my son to drop him off at soccer this morning, I felt it. I felt the thought reverberate through my body as fear, and it was, "What if I don't make enough money next year?" Hmm. You know, I would think you would never even think that. Yeah, no, I I thought it, but wow. it's not. But what's what I've come to learn is that 
that thought doesn't have to that thought can just pass through me like a cloud but i imagine but i remember times in my life i'm deeply aware of times in my life when i didn't know how to let that thought pass through and just be a nothing instead i would something in me would that thought would get to hang around and then I'd think it twice, then I'd think it three times, and then I'd, the entire drive to school, to wherever I was going, could be 20 minutes. I was living with a repetitive thought I wasn't even in control of about, will I make enough money? Mm. And that's, 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 there's a lot of negative ramifications that come from that. One is if you believe in a universe that is created by, largely and mostly by your thoughts, then you can only get poverty out of that thought. Mm. You know, that can only plant seeds for that condition coming true. Secondly, it makes you feel shitty in your body. Uh, yeah. <laughs> immediately. Immediately uh-huh. it does, which could cause health problems or even even age your face, I believe. So anyway, there's, you know, like negative thoughts are a big deal, but how many are you having a day? It turned out that a, that a positive, happy guy like me was was having a ton every day but they had managed to fly under the radar until I caught them. Mm. Right, so this is the potential big breakthrough. But I'll give you a, I'll give you a crazy, my, it was embarrassing, my most embarrassing moment, but it was also a huge breakthrough for me. I was getting to know what, what does my mind do when, it's, when I'm not watching it. And, and I was trying very hard to be a different kind of way. And that was, could I always just be where I was? Could I not live in the past? Could I not live in the future? Could I just be where I was and be happy with what I was doing? And I, and I began to notice that the preponderance of my thoughts were about my career. I would think a lot about my career. You know, what am I getting and what am I not getting? Um, so one day I'm like, I'm pra- you know, I'm in my be here now practice and, and I'm driving through my town of Encinitas. I'm on my way to get probably cat litter and toilet paper. So very glamorous. <laughs> yes, very important things though. <laughs> and I, I pull up to an intersection. I know exactly what I'm thinking of. And I had started to adapt, give myself a habit, which was whenever I pull up to a stop sign, I'm going to let stop mean stop thinking. And see if I can stop thinking while the light is red. And which means just be at the red light, look around and see what's happening at the red light. And I could almost never, ever do it. Today, it's still very difficult. So if people, if you just want to know where you're at and how much your thoughts are thinking you versus your thinking your thoughts, huge difference in quality of life. See if you can make it through a stoplight and just be at that stoplight. So I'm at the stoplight and then I catch myself and, and notice like, ah, I'm not at the stoplight because what I was doing in my mind was as soon as I pulled up that light is I swear to you, I was, I noticed that my mind given idle time was just reading my bio to myself. You know that thing you opened the call with? Uh-huh. Basically, my mind was going over that. I'm at a stoplight going to get cat litter, and in my mind, <laughs> I catch myself thinking, you know, I'm this speaker that's spoken a thousand times. I have a hit comedy show. I have sell these books. And it is something very, it's something in me that had run amok that felt like it constantly had to, um, uh, remind me that that was what mattered 
And that mm. if, as if as if if I forgot that for an hour, something in me would die and disappear. Huh. That's fright. That's very frightening. That's a frightening reality. So I had a conversation with my ego at that stop light, and I said, "Whoa, hold on." Technically speaking, I'm not a speaker or a comedian or an author right now. Technically speaking, the only thing I am is a guy sitting in a car at a stoplight. And I, I promise you that that, that that ego can even talk back to you sometimes because it said back to me in the car, no, we're not just a person sitting at a stoplight. We're a renowned speaker, we're a comedian, we're an author. And it was as if it was saying, and don't you ever forget it. It was fighting for its own existence. Hmm. Now. I, I mean, oh, go ahead. I, go, ahead. I no, go, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say was I get that because it's like, I've done that to be honest. Like I've told people that I was in this car accident a couple of years ago and I am like, I haven't really gained weight, but I'm just not as fit because I can't run anymore. And I have these thoughts now that are like, you know, Oh, I've got to figure out how to do this. And then it's like, uh, but without, I, I totally get it. It's like my street strider's broken and my blah, blah, blah. And how, 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 um, and I mean, and then I have projects going on and things. So I get it. Like there are full arguments going on in favor of, And, you know, and I'm, I mean, I've been in a healthy place with my weight for 20 plus years. Yeah, it's a great example of how the mind can, can, can run away and and just think on its own. And it, and it never thinks it, it just doesn't, when you leave the mind on its own to think, it will either think about how much of a success you are, or in many people's cases, it will think about how much of a failure you are, you know? So because I had a lot of quote material success, my mind chose that, those kind of thoughts. But someone else views themselves as a failure mostly. And so they'll be at a stoplight and they may be thinking about what a failure in life they are. And both of those realities are equally um, detrimental. Mm. Because what I've discovered is the enormous liberation, happiness, peace, fulfillment, and bizarre magical rewards of spending more time not thinking. Hmm. So what happened next, I'll shorten this really quickly, this has been a three-year epic journey for me, is I came quickly to realize that my thought pattern was largely tied up with the things I've been describing and um, and with being a somebody, that my ego sometime along the line took my beautiful passion, my beautiful purpose, and turned it into... It and took it to its own its own devices, and said like. It started to sully it. It started to make it as it. it, it I have to just stop on that because I don't know how to describe it yet. But mm-hmm. I recognize that my ego really desired to be a somebody, as if that was the most important thing in the world. So I, I'm a, I do, I'm a pretty extreme guy when I'm when I'm trying to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. So I did what I did what most people won't do. I said I said if my ego and most of these thoughts are tied up with trying to be a somebody, I'm going to be a nobody for the first time in my life. And just and while even while you met me, I think I was on a one-year commitment to be a nobody, which meant huh. I didn't lift for one year. 
I didn't lift one single finger to make a dollar. I did not lift one single finger to make anything exciting or interesting happen in my life. What I, I did the opposite. And I wake up every day and just say, I'm just going to do whatever is in front of me. I'm not going to try and make anything big happen anymore. I'm not going to be ambitious. I'm not going to be passionate. I'm not going to be purposeful. I'm just going to be where I am to the best of my ability. Now, this is this is would scare. I think this would scare many people. And I'm like having anxiety over here already. I'm like, what is his wife thinking? <laughs> you know, there was a lot quote at risk because that means I was giving up all intention to pay bills. I was giving up all intention to keep a successful career going. But but Devin, you got to hear me. It was it was if I was going to get my get control over my mind, which had had twenty years of running away from me. The antidote was was to cut it off at the legs and say, if if you're gonna if you're gonna cause worry, concern, and fear and anxiety in me by constantly thinking about what I don't get and what I should have gotten and you know how much more successful I should be and uh, you know and how successful I am compared if you're gonna do all these nasty things and you can see I refer to my ego in the third person because mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent now convinced that 90% of those thoughts I'm talking about that we all have are not our true selves. They're, they're the shittiest part of us. And the cost is extraordinary. But let me just... Well, cut uh, actually, can I interrupt you for a second? Because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking what I'm thinking. And it's like, but you did make money that year, right? Like you didn't go cold turkey like... Or did you not at well, all? Let me, let, me be, let, let me be truthful, okay? Okay, because we're all scared for us and you and yeah. You know. <laughs> so, 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 so at the start of that year, my buddy, my buddy Bijal, at my New Year's party, turned to me and he, you know, and he, he's just one of those people who had this this perception most people have of me, which is, oh, Patrick's always got something going on. Patrick's the person we know that always is planning and hatching big cool things. And he so at New Year's he said, "What do you got looking at this year?" And I said, nothing. And he said, what do you mean nothing? Like I said, nothing. I don't have any plans or anything going on. I just, I just want to be present. Being present means not trying to think about the future. So I'm not thinking about the future. I'm not planning for the future. I'm trying to see if I can be here right now. And he looked frightened for me. And he said, uh-huh. how are you going to make money? And I said, I'm going to not think about making money. Because making money comes from a fear in me that says, if you don't make money, you'll be in trouble. So I'm not going to indulge that thought. And he looked more afraid. And yeah. I, said, I said, look, I'm, I'm about a year, you know, like I've been working on this presence practice for a long time and I'm happier than I've ever been already. But, but I said, but, and, and I believe that the universe really supports this. I believe that the universe supports presence and peace more than it supports fear and anxiety. So I said, but listen, it's just an experiment. Check back with me in six months. Maybe I'll be homeless. <laughs> and okay. I meant it. I meant it. <laughs> but but I said, but, but you check back with me because even if I'm homeless, I believe I'll still be happier than when I was allowing my thoughts to just run wild and unchecked. So he just kind of drifted away, you know, and, and just thought like, fuck, or excuse me, Patrick's, <laughs> Patrick's going through something terrible right now, right? Uh-huh. 
But yes. the long story short, I, res- I, re- I successfully refrained from lifting a finger, making a plan, responding to the fears that said I had to pay my bills. And by the end, nothing happened. I mean, amazing things didn't come from that for the first six months. I was just a guy doing very little and, and having very little to show for it and burning through savings and, uh, and feeling like I was falling dramatically behind my peers who are still being successful on that course and walking into parties and experiencing a brand new thing I'd never known in my life, which is people would go, what are you up to? And I'd go, absolutely nothing. They'd be Uh like, you can't mean that. And I'd be like, trust me, I'm the least interesting person in the room to talk to. Uh And, and that was a brand, brand new experience, but it, but it beat my ego down. My ego uh, did did not go quietly into the night, but eventually it gave up and just said, I can't get this guy to re-engage with all these things I've been telling him are important, which is be super successful, you know, always make a great living, you know, be all, anyway, all this stuff. But in, sep- in, in August of that one year, so eight months into it, really, really miraculous things started to pop into my life without any doing on my part. Okay, I am going to, we have just a minute, so I want to tell you that before we go to break so that you can tell us what the miraculous things were when we come back. But did you have another quick thought on this before we go? Yeah, and that's, I want people to go into breaks just thinking, every miraculous thing I'm going to tell that happened next came from really one simple thing that was hard for me to do, and that's to stop 80% of my thinking. Wow. It's so funny because part of me is like horrified and I'm like, well, what about people who aren't as successful? And we will cover all of this after the break. But then another part of me, honestly, like my weight loss transformation came about when I stopped doing this. I tell this story often that I had someone tell me that you have to, um, like picture yourself as a child and speak to yourself as a child when you're trying to transform and you would never be like you're so stupid and that's what we do to ourselves to get ourselves to lose weight or to do other things and so when I started being like no sweetie maybe we just shouldn't eat that it was so much easier Mm -hmm. um and so like I can see where this would work and I'm still scared so I'm excited and we're going to break now and we will pick up when we get back to figure out how to make all this work We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. What is the real social impact that those in the entertainment industry are making? Indie Vision Radio with host Scott C. Brown, the founder of the Indie Vision Project and Maxit Magazine, is a personal conversation about their work in the industry and the impact they're having on humanity. From world health to world peace, you're given a true behind-the-scenes look at what those working in the indie realm are doing to make a positive influence on the world. On the Influencers Channel, tune in to Indie Vision Radio, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. 
Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. The Greg Reed Show takes you behind the scenes with some of the most successful entrepreneurs and influencers the world has to offer. Greg S. Reed is known as a master storyteller and a highly sought-after motivational keynote speaker. You'll learn that successes have their downsides and challenges as well. Find out how Greg and his guests have overcome these challenges to become some of the top influencers today. Listen to The Greg Reed Show, Mondays at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Influencers. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning back in. As you know, I am here with Patrick Combs, who has is um, most known for being just such an inspirational speaker and a comedic talent. But today he's telling us how he became 80% happier by really being conscious of his thoughts. And he's just getting to the point where after eight months, and believe me, we both know this is extreme, so we'll go into that. We're not expecting, you know, uh, eight full months of uh, checking out a little, well, checking in or checking out, I'll let Patrick address that, but he was going to tell us what happened eight months later. Okay, and yeah, and, and right before I dive that in, it, it is, it is. I really do want to clarify, my I believe that everybody listening um, has the ability to be infinitely happier from the simplest prescription. And that, for me, was the day that I went, uh, today, at every stoplight I get to, I'm going to ask myself either one of two questions. One is, can I just, can I be at the stoplight? Can I stop thinking while this light is red? And if you, I, I'm certain that if every person on this call just did that as a practice, one, you'll realize how to, out of control your thoughts are, but you'll, two, you'll start to realize that you can actually control and think less. You can actually just turn off your mind and, and be 60 seconds at a stoplight. Hey, and Patrick, that, yeah. we, sorry to interrupt you, but John from Denver has called in and has a question for okay. us. So I'd love to yeah, let's, get let's that. Do it. Hi, John. How are you? I'm wonderful, Devin and Patrick, and thank you for your show and everything. I've been listening. I listen to all of them, actually. But, Patrick, uh, I'm looking into the future. I've been able to control all my happiness, and I've been a happy guy. I travel every week. But my future coming up, elderly parents taking a big toll on me and causing me to do eat again like I didn't want to. They're 90. 81, I take care of them. They don't want anybody else to take care of them except their number one son. Uh, so my future, I'm seeing this is going to be difficult for me to stay happy, or how do I find happiness taking care of them? Yeah, be- beautiful question. And, you know, and, uh, and I just love that you love your parents enough to be concerned and there for them that way. Um, for me, it's very simple about what I've learned, which is that the mind likes to 
uh, you're all you're talking about is a life situation that's coming up. Um, no matter what the life situation is, it, it's not the life situation that brings about the unhappiness. It's your thoughts about the life situation. So, for, for instance, you can put two people into that same circumstance. One person will spend, well, their mind will, will run by itself. And it will constantly worry and think and project and about how negative the future could be, how burdensome the future could be, what a financial drain, emotional drain it could be. And it could take up a lot of time every single day thinking those thoughts that create negative feelings, that create negative outcomes. Versus you could put another person in there who has a real strong don't Brown think practice, uh-huh. a, a real strong presence practice, uh, you know, for instance, and they... They would just not, they would stay present to where they are, which is not, which, you know, and they would stay present to where they are and they would realize like there aren't any problems yet and that, that there aren't any real problems yet would go on and on and on and on. So I've learned it's never the situation that causes the quote problem or the anxiety. It's only the thinking about the situation. So your prescription for happiness, for 80%, 90% more happiness is watch your thoughts. And whenever they think like, oh, this could be terrible with my parent, recognize that's just a thought about a future that doesn't happen and let it float by like a cloud. And then, or, or ask yourself the question, where am I right now? Because that's, because my mind is trying to take me five years into the future with my parents, you know, where I'm dealing with their medical bills and, you know, and it's picturing that they're already sick and I'm by their bedside, but where am I right now? And you might go, oh, right now I'm on a, I'm on, I'm in my front room, I'm on my couch and as I look around, everything's okay. And it's an enormous difference in the quality of your life and how, and how your life unfolds. Wonderful, Patrick. I appreciate your help and, uh, Thank you so much for taking my call. Thanks so much, John, for calling in. Oh, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Okay, so Patrick, can you continue on? Um, You were talking about, uh, I'm so excited John called in, by the way. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, so can you continue on the track of what happened after the eight months? So so uh, nobody needs to quote, become a nobody, you know, do everything, you know, to try and become a nobody. That's not the, pres- that's not the prescription here. That was the natural outgrowth of, of a very simple life-changing practice that I, that I brought to the table here, which is watch your thoughts and notice the pattern. The primary pattern with your thoughts is to think when you're not looking <laughs> about yeah. things that aren't happening. And the last one, to always be against something. Your thoughts unchecked are always against something and they're always like oh that shouldn't be happening you know i should be getting this you know they shouldn't have spoken to me that way you know or or that so watch those and just and learn that if you watch them that you can kind of have them at a distance and they can kind of float by and you don't have to be those thoughts they don't have to rule your mind what happens next to the degree that you do that is the degree that you will seed miracles in your life. That there, it turns out, and I just feel like living proof of this since the only reason I'd speak like this, is it turns out that 
that the, the, the less you think wastefully like that, the more miracles grow in your life. What happened next for me after doing this practice very diligently for a couple years was miracles started to grow everywhere. For instance, speaking engage the greatest speaking engagements of my life just would pop in like a miracle and be like, how in the world did I get that speaking engagement? This is the greatest stage I've been been on for the greatest talk I've ever gotten to give. Then suddenly, without any effort, without any planning, without any thought about it, I find myself with an opportunity to go coach prisoners. Well, little do I know that this is coaching prisoners is going to be the most heart-opening, heart-expansive, life-transforming, real-world experience I've ever had in my life. Wow. Another miracle. My coaching business, I've never once marketed, ever once hung a single marketing shingle to, to, to have a coaching business also where I help people with their talks. Mm-hmm. And yet I have a client list like I could never have acquired if I was trying. My client list reads like the who's who, you know, in some incredible presidents of universities, CEOs of major corporations, Devon. <laughs> and, 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 right. I didn't, and I didn't lift a finger to do any of this. So one, I look around and I go, my life is super financially supported and I'm not making plans to do that. I'm doing the greatest, most fulfilling work of my life and I didn't go after it. I didn't have a single worry or concern or ambition or plan to make it happen. I find myself now at the height of my heart journey working with prisoners. And, and just as one more example... The other day, two guys uh, call me up and say, remember that movie you once said that you wanted to make? We're giving you a mega sum of money. I won't say it over the, I won't say it. <laughs> right. But we're giving you six figures. Go make the movie. And, wow. and I just looked and went, this is just, I didn't do any of this. It's just I cleared the thinking mechanism. I cleared what the way I got 80% happier is I got 80% of these junky, wasteful, unconscious, garbage thoughts that I didn't even know were happening out of my head. Patrick, if you don't mind, I kind of want to throw something in here because you said something that completely resonated with me that in addition to the thoughts, I think is what created all of that because I don't want people to walk away from this going, oh, sure, like he was already successful. So that's why the truth is, I think it's so important to get rid of our negative thoughts. And I love your approach in that. And Notice you said your heart connection. It's interesting for people to understand that that's, I think, as much like you need the positive thoughts. I mean, you need to rid the negative thoughts and you need to get that heart connection. I don't know if people realize, but I have been wearing this necklace from myintent.org. I'm not a salesperson for them. I just love this. But it says in love on it. And I started wearing it last November. And since that time, I have a radio show called Have It All. I have a book coming out called You Can Have It. And I am going after the biggest dream of my entire life in full steam and then getting friends to come over and support that. And I've never felt so much love when I am, as I said, I think it's the heart connection. And then getting rid of the negative thoughts. 
Well, I love I love your punctuation point, your exclamation point on that. For for me, my experience would be that when to the degree that you clear out your thoughts, you don't attach to them, you don't let them hang around in your head, and be you quote be you is to the degree that you discover that all you are is a heart being. Right. You know, but yeah. the mind, but the mind will will you know will cover that. The the mind will distract you from realizing like, you know, with. With less of these garbage thoughts, I'm just a walking heart. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's so amazing, but it's, it's funny because part of the reason I was so wanting to have you on is because people constantly talk about how meditating can change your life and, you know, you have to do it. And, and I just, I don't know what it is, but I'm not a meditator and this, but I would love for you to give people, we have like three minutes left, which bums me out so much because I feel like we could go on for another hour. But if you could kind of summarize like what people should do to start. Um, really like, easy. Let me jump in and take Max okay. advantage of three minutes. Really Please. easy, okay? Yeah. The, the first thing that absolutely totally revolutionized my life is one question. Uh, no, is one process. When I felt something negative, if I caught myself feeling anything negative, anxiety, worry, concern, uh, anger, depression, loneliness, any negative emotion whatsoever, there's only one question you need to ask. What is my mind against? And I promise you, that is the source of all negative emotions in you is when you're feeling something negative, it's because you can trace it to a thought you were recently having about something you're against in your world. So you could be having a negative emotion and go, oh, gosh, I'm against uh, Donald Trump or, oh, gosh, I'm against uh, the way my, my bank account looks. Oh, gosh, I'm against the way that person spoke to me. Oh, gosh, I'm against the way I feel lonely. Oh, gosh, I'm ag-. you will always find that your mind has positioned you against something that is happening. So then you ask one more question. Can I not be against that? Is there any human way that I could just not be against that? That I could just let it go and let it be. Let it be like the Beatles said. Mm. That's it. That's it. If a person just lived that for the next 30 days, your happiness will skyrocket because you will unravel something that is that's causing you more anxiety, fear, concern, worry, and garbage than you ever knew. Mm. Where, so now, now, it's a, it's the, now it's the most miraculous thing that steers my life is I'm so clean on the inside with so much peace. Honestly, I am. So much peace. I never knew peace was for free like this. doesn't yeah. cost a thing. No ambition requires nothing and is so readily available that... When I have a negative emotion, it's like a car alarm going off in my body. And then I just go, okay, where's my mind? What, what was the thought that's against something? Because that damn ego constantly wants to be against what's happening. And then I go, oh, oh, it's against, it's against, you know, it's against that. And then I go, I don't have to be against that. I don't have to be against anything. I can have opinions, but I don't have to be against things. I don't have to have this contentious, antagonistic war with what's happening around me. It's so true. Patrick, in the next 30 seconds, I need you to tell people how they can get more of you because we just need more now. (laughs) Oh, just, you know, go to PatrickCombs.com or friend me on Facebook or, you know. 
And so you don't forget when I first met Patrick, he handed us all a comb, <laughs> like <Yeah>. a hair comb. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. So I, you memorable. Know, I, I do yeah. like. I, I do like to believe that you know just. It's a, in this world, it's so simple. Like connect to me on social media. You find all my social media at patrickcombs.com. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. I wish we could do two more hours. I might be uh, you back one of these days. Well, but, you, run, uh, you run a wonderful show. You're an incredible host. Thank you for asking me these you. questions and having me on. You're just an absolute joy. Thank you so much. And everyone, have an amazing week. If you have any more questions, send them to me, and we will get those questions answered. Everybody go be happy. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.